Hey, what's up? And welcome back to your so random Tosh podcast. You already know. Say no. But anyway, hey, I hope all is well. It's Sunday. I hope you are enjoying your weekend. I hope you enjoy your, you know, your Thanksgiving. Um, spend it with family uh, safely. If you did the Zoom, the virtual, and the family that's in your household, awesome, <laughs> awesome sauce. But also, here's the thing with Thanksgiving. I'm always a little like, you know. Not too like, oh, happy Thanksgiving, because I know the history behind it more now. You know, it's like, it wasn't too kind to Native Americans. And I don't, I always, you know, feel kind of like bad if I say that because I'm, my mind is like, you know, anything to do with oppression and the murders that happened and and the horrible things that happen, you know, it, it, it just puts you in a weird situation where, you know, if you know the true history of Thanksgiving, you kind of like a little bit, mm, I don't know if I want to really say that. But I do want to say I give thanks. I'm thankful for so much. I'm thankful for life. I'm thankful, you know, for, you know, God. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just thankful for every day. So I'm thankful for family. I'm thankful for friends. So it's always a weird position, you know, when you say happy Thanksgiving, you know, and then you know the history. So I want to take in and be very mindful about the things I say when it comes to certain things, you know. So that's all I wanted to say. (laughs) But I hope everyone is doing well. I hope you're staying safe. I wanted to talk about a few things because, you know, in the media is always something happening. And here on my podcast, I give different perspectives, different ways, you know, how I feel about the situation. Um, And that's just what I do. Is this something that people, you know, you might appreciate, you might not. But at the end of the day. We all live on this world. We all have different ways of thinking. We all accept different things. We all don't accept stuff, but this is what's happening. So let's talk about it, y'all. Let's get into it. So I want to talk about some funny stuff first. (laughs) And I didn't know. I thought everything was canceled. I was late to the party when it came to the whole Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones fight. I thought it was canceled, you know? But come to find out, no, it was not canceled. And I didn't know they had other fights on the agenda. So yesterday, last night, all these fights happened. And I'm like, what? I didn't get a chance to see it. But how social media works, I did see it. (laughs) You know, in some ways, in some forms, I did get it. I saw a glimpse of it. So the first fight I want to talk to before I talk about the real big fight it's the fight between Nate Robinson versus Jake Paul. Where the hell did this come from? Like, what is happening? A basketball player versus a YouTuber. We're looking at things real different now. <laughs> and what I mean by that is don't take YouTubers for granted. Jake Paul knocked out Nate Robinson. It wasn't looking so good for Nate in this fight. And I feel like, what the hell happened? What happened, Nate? <laughs> I feel like Chris Tucker smoke. You got knocked out, Nate. What happened? 
please forgive me. But I hope Nate Robinson, all seriousness though, I hope he's okay. Hope he got jacked out, you know, because boxing is serious. Now, were they doing this for charity? Because um, if he if he did get knocked out for charity, it was well worth it. Um, but I don't know. You know, you can't always underestimate your opponents. You know, I don't know if Nate did or not, but I'm just saying. Jake Paul came with the ones and the twos, I guess. And congratulations to him in this this fight. But Nate, I hope all is well. I hope you do not get on the internet because they have several memes going around. The internet is very, very cruel sometimes. And, you know, it it can get you, you know. So just be careful. I hope that you're doing okay this morning. Um, I hope you're getting medically checked out because anytime a fight goes that way, even if you didn't get knocked out, I always still think people should get checked out, you know, get scans and stuff just to make sure everything's okay. Because let's talk about it. Boxing is a really dangerous sport when you think about it. You don't know the impact of somebody's punch or when you fall or hit something, you know, you got to really be careful. So I give it up to the fighters winner losers whatever it is I give it up to them so wish you the best Nate Robinson congratulations to Jake Paul Jake Paul is like what a, a famous YouTuber um looking at you a little different Jake <laughs> no please stop <laughs> you know um I didn't know if it was for real or not I was like is this for real <laughs> like, <laughs> nothing against YouTubers or anyone but you know, it, it, it started to become a trend. Like, some people were that are on YouTube wasn't really being authentic. And, you know, sometimes you always got to question stuff. But, hey, it is what it is. I guess that's the way the fight went. So, here we go. Here it is. So, moving on to the big fight, which is Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones. Ugh. here's the thing okay <laughs> two great fighters of all time you know like one of the two best fighters that you can definitely see okay so this is how I processed it okay you got Roy Jones who's a great fighter for his weight okay for his <laughs> for his you know his division you know, his weight division. And Mike Tyson is a great fighter for his weight division. So when I saw the two saying that they were going to fight, I thought this was kind of odd. I said, maybe just, just talk, you know, that I don't, I don't know if this is really going to happen. So I didn't really take it that serious, you know, but obviously I don't know shit because obviously it happened. Okay. So, um, when I saw this, I'm like, I don't know if I feel comfortable, you know? And here's the thing with, I think, the both of the boxers bring to the ring. So if you're looking at skills, I think Roy Jones possessed the skills of being quick, shaking and moving, hitting fast, getting out the way. That's something I think he can bring really well to the fight. When you look at Mike Tyson, I look at him as a pound for pound. He will beat you down. His, If you get hit by one of his fists, it's over. That's how I look at Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson is like one of the 
greatest boxers to to live like when it comes to like oh skills and hitting yes i'm nervous okay they both bring different energies and different levels to this to the sport and you just have to i appreciate both so when you put them both in the ring i'm like ooh, i i don't know you know so they're saying that it was a draw. Now, the video that I got a chance to see, because I didn't get a chance. See, that's why I can't really give all my opinion on the fight, because I need to see the actual whole fight to really say, okay, I can see the point. So right now, they're saying this is what's going around, that it was a draw. It was no real winner. But then if you look at the internet, you hear people saying, Mike Tyson actually won the fight. He's the true winner of the fight. It wasn't no draw. When I saw the video, I did see Mike punching more. I saw Roy Jones holding, pulling back, pushing back, like bodying, you know, ducking, dodging, hitting. Like, you know, doing Roy. I see Mike throwing punches. So I can't really say who won from just that clip. Um... Personally, I believe in watching things on my own to to make my own saying. Like, look, I, I feel like this person won, or this could have been an actual tie, you know? But overall, I think they said it was, you know, a really good fight. So maybe I can find it if it's on, on demand. I just, <laughs> you know, I just was thrown for a loop of, of the whole situation. Now... The funny thing about this fight, you had Snoop, <laughs> Snoop Doggy Dog, as the commentator, who, you know, who joined other commentators. That was the highlight for me because Snoop is funny as hell. Like, Snoop is just Snoop. He's funny. So he, he said, they look like two uncles, two of my uncles at a barbecue fight. <laughs> they look like two uncles at a barbecue fight. Throw it down. I was laughing so hard. I said, did he say they look like two uncles fighting at a barbecue? <laughs> two of my uncles. Now, those two uncles, I would have that. Look, y'all ain't throwing down, messing up the hot dogs and the hamburgers on this grill. Those have been pound to pound. Those two uncles are serious fighters right there. You know, like, Snoop is crazy. Yo, I can't. He was so funny. So I can see, you know, Snoop Doggy Dog. He has done commentating before. So I can see them reaching out to him to do more of sports commentating. Because I think he would bring really funny uh, point of views to the to the whole spectrum of things, you know. Like, you know, you need that. You need that little laugh, that light heart laugh. It can't be all just, well, yeah, he made the shot. Now he needs to, you know, like, it can't just be that. It got it to gotta have some more uh, funniness to it, some, la- you know, laughter. So I can see, you know, and still be knowing what he be talking about, too, when it comes to sports. Some of the stuff he be saying, he be on point, you know. So I think he knows the game. He knows about it. So I can see it. But overall, I just want to state, boxing is a sport, okay? Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, sometimes you get knocked out, sometimes 
You don't get knocked out. Sometimes it's a draw. But at the end of the day, it's a sport. And everybody has to be professional about it. And I just think that, you know, that whole meme with Nate Robinson. All right. You know, I think we have to make sure we don't get caught up in our egos because that's what happens out here on these streets when somebody gets beat up, knocked down. They don't know how to handle it, and they and it turns into something bad. So we don't want to go there, you know. We want to keep it positive. It happened. It's always a guarantee that you can do another fight with this person and just come back stronger, you know, and more skillful, and, and you can win. But if you don't, it's fine. You know, it's okay. It's the sport. That's the point of boxing. You know, you can't, you know, it's a chance that you may not win. In anything, you know, in anything. It's a chance in life you might not win. <laughs> but you have to stay, like, you know, grounded and positive and understand, like, that doesn't defeat the purpose of your being because I didn't win. It is what it is at the end of the day. So move on and, you know, God willing and and do the best and continue being you and being great. All right now. So (laughs) that's all I have to say about the boxing world. (laughs) That's all I have to say. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so moving on, y'all. Let's talk about Ready for Love. Now, this show comes on the OWN Network, and I have been watching it. Okay, so like I said before, last couple of podcasts ago, I stated that I believe now that it's the men turn to send the ladies home, I believe that one of the ladies that's on this list, I, I said, yeah, she probably is going to be sent home. The two people that I thought were going to be sent home, one of them wasn't. And I was like, okay, you know, but... Two of them I knew they were going to pull to the side, but one that's on my list, yes, she did get sent home. And her name, beautiful lady. All the ladies are beautiful. All the men are beautiful. This is a beautiful cast. But let's talk beyond that. So Alicia was on, and she was the one that was sent home. Alicia um, had her eye on only one particular man who seemed to not be up front with her kind of was like not telling her the real deal he liked her but he didn't like her you know it was very weird and she just did not like those game plans and you know she was kind of fed up with it and when Chris had to sit down and talk to her to tell her that she's the one going home he was basically saying to her to keep an open mind when you're out here dating and, you know, and she, she realized, like, yeah, I need to be more open because maybe it was some other men that I could have put my focus on instead of just putting my focus on one. And that might I might have stayed on the show. You know, I might have found love, you know. And Chris, I guess, was one of the guys because she told Chris that he wasn't her type. And that's okay. A person don't have to be your type. But at least if you're on something... Try to get to know this person. They might become your type. You just never know. Um, so, unfortunately, they sent her home. I wish her the best because it's not the end result. And then they send Shay home. Now, I forgot about Shay, tell you the truth. No shade or anything. 
But Shay um, wasn't on my list to be sent home, but then I see they did send her home. Okay, so the thing with the men, they um, they realized that Shay might not have been the one for them because she seemed a little closed off and they couldn't take her serious. And also, she didn't seem to be open to like certain topics and they kind of turned, you know, t- that turned them off for what she was saying. And also, they just couldn't take her serious because... I think when they try to get to know her, she just was like, kind of like to them over the top. I don't know. She just has a big personality, you know? And so they start looking at her as like the homie vibes again. And they send her home and, you know, wish the best for her. So now moving on is back in the ladies court, you know, who the men they're going to send home. This episode that I recently watched basically is stating that the friends are coming to visit the lady friends are coming to visit to meet the men that they potentially could be with wow girl (laughs) child let me tell you things have switched majorly so chris and naya these are the two i want to talk about for this episode because it is sad you know how it just turned but that's what happens so Chris was feeling Naya and Naya was feeling Chris. Chris was really feeling Naya. Like that's all he talked about. That's all his focus was on. Now, mind you, this was the same man who said to Alicia, keep your options open. <laughs> but he wasn't taking his own advice. So Chris was liking Naya a lot. Like he kept saying, I think about her. She, I should not as well pay rent because she's in my mind all the time, you know. And Naya was feeling Chris. Now, once Naya's best friend came to meet Chris, things, here's where things got a little bit, uh, hmm, iffy. So, when it came to finance, the friend asked, whew, felt like, you know, whew, this was big. So, he basically stated that he'd rather have a partnership, it's nothing wrong with Splitting the bills half and half, doing the mortgage half and half. He was not, you know, opposed to it. He said because women in 20, you know, 20, 2019, 2020 are like more independent and they, you know, it's more you could be more of a partnership and they could take the lead on certain things. She wasn't feeling it. Nope. She wasn't feeling it because she was stating like, yeah, I can, but if I have a man... I feel like he should take the lead. I'm, And he was saying, like, I pay the mortgage and the cable bill. Maybe she could pay the car insurance. And she was like, I'm not paying no car insurance. No. She basically didn't like what he was saying. And he felt it. He was like, you know what? I think I might have messed up saying what I said. And here's the thing, Chris. So Chris politely removed himself from the situation. Naya was not feeling him after that. Um... He went and talked to, because actually he has a close friend on the lady's side. So he talked to her and two other ladies in the pool. And he said, well, you know, I think I really messed up. I dropped the ball because when they asked me a certain question, I said, I believe in partnerships, um, splitting, you know, half and half. And the ladies had came with another view. They said, 
you know, that's fine. But at the same time, women, some women want you to step up and feel comfortable if you take the lead. And he said, well, I have no problem doing that. But he also still went back to, I got to pay all the bills, you know. And look, like I said, everybody's situation is different. Everybody's relationship is different. I don't oppose any way that someone runs their relationship. So you have relationships where people believe in partnerships like Chris. And then you have relationships that Naya's referring to because she stated if she got pregnant, she doesn't want to be the one that has to worry about the bills being paid because she can't work. She want to be able to be in a relationship that she knows the man will take over and, and pay the bills so she won't have to stress. And that's fine and dandy. Some women and men, you know, prefer their relationship in different ways that works for them. Now, sometimes people do not become actual mates due to different views, and that is fine, you know, but it was a real flip. And even when he tried to explain to her, like, you know, I don't mind taking the lead, you know, I don't mind doing this. But I think in the back of my mind, Chris, I believe you do want a partnership. I think you do want to be able to build with somebody and, um, you know, they they could take some of the bill because sometimes you may not feel like you, you can take it all. And you, you know what I'm saying? I believe you do want a partnership in that way. And she might just wasn't, she's not, she doesn't want that. She wants to be able to know that the man's going to pay majority of the bills. And that's how it is for some people. And um, so, you, you, you know, the, the whole connection starts to deteriorate. She went and started finding somebody else that she feel like he fits the bill because he was saying all the right things that she wanted to hear that the guy Chris wasn't. So unfortunately, at the end of the day, Chris was sent home. I feel like Chris should not change his viewpoints at the end of the day. Maybe explaining it better, but if you feel like you want a partnership, that's okay because some women just might want that too. You know, every, like I said, I don't judge anybody's point of view, but you got to understand who you want to deal with. And sometimes that's where the barriers come. You know, the person you think you should be with may not be because y'all have different views. So I was happy that they allowed his friend, excuse me, (laughs) Sorry, I always get stuffy when I'm talking on my podcast. I don't know what that's about. But I believe, I'm glad that they allowed his friend from the ladies. Um, I think her name is Joy. I'm glad that uh, they allowed her to come and talk to um, Chris instead of Naya. Because I think that would have really hurt his feelings. Because he he really did like Naya. And... um, I think it was nice that the friend came to tell him that he was the one going home. Um, but Naya, um, you know, that, that wasn't what she wanted. And that's all respectable. And Chris said he's going to take a break from all this. Because I think his feelings really was hurt. But this should tell, like Joyce said, this should tell you, like, in the future, 
keep your options open when it comes to um when it comes to like uh what is it dating you know uh don't be like oh I don't you know um I only want to focus and I know it's hard because when you like somebody you like them but also be open when you're on that type of stuff show or even in the dating world that maybe this person might not be compatible so you have to keep your options open and he focused a lot on Naya because he thought that literally was the one for him but you know at the end of the day we all learn and it's not over and I'm pretty sure you know he will find someone that he can actually um ride with and they are on the same page but yeah so I mean that's it I mean I really am liking ready to love you know it's a reality show but I feel like it's not so fake I don't think it's really fake I think you know it it has components in there that can be really honest you know well you know somewhat real you know what I mean so if you haven't caught it watch it it's on on i think it comes on fridays so yeah um other shows of course i watch sisters that cast is just beautiful i mean they just find tyler perry man if you ever (laughs) need like a casting person like call me you know call tosh because i would love to do the casting because y'all find some really fine men to come on that show I would love to be the casting director or whatever assistant me like oh yes let's go on the hunt for fine men up uh. <laughs> and I've been watching that but also another topic that did come up on ready to love was the whole um you know some some of the people some of the cast have been married before so the friend, one of the friends did ask, like, well, since you was married before, what would you do different? And basically he was stating like communication and it's not, you know, looks and attraction can go away. And I said, ho, 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 ho. I know what he means. He's talking about the lust. Like it's not all about the looks and the attraction, but that does not go away. I'm sorry. Attraction does not go away. If it's going away in your marriage and in your relationship, that's a damn problem. Okay. You still want to be attracted to whoever you're with, you know? No, that's not the whole, uh, premises of your relationship, but you still want to be, you still want to be able to come through the door and rip the clothes off. Like I want to come through the door and see my man and just rip his clothes off and say, damn, I want to have him, you know? (laughs) That's, I mean, so when we say that fades away, no, that should never fade away. Like you still should have, you know, um, attraction to your significant other, um, but it's more to it. So you got to find a fine balance. I believe people, I feel like, yes, you know, build with that person. Communication is great. Understanding the communication is even more wonderful. Um, <laughs> being friends, loving each other, being there, having a great mindset, just building yourself together. But don't lose the attraction you have because you'll just be in a relationship like, all right, I mean, he got everything else, but I'm not attracted to him anymore. You get what I'm saying? So no, that doesn't fade away. Attraction should never fade away in your 
relationship. Because if attraction fade away, trust me, you're going to miss the mark. So don't say that. But I understand what you mean. The lust, the, all that, the physical part that, you know, got you there. It's, it has to be more. Because if the person doesn't have death within them, then, you know, that's D-E-P-T-H, you know? If it sound like I'm saying something else. Um, but, you know, you got to have more, of course. I'm not saying that. But it has to be a balance, you know? You want to be able to look at your man from the other side of the room and be like, mm, I can't wait to get him home tonight or in the bathroom right now or upstairs. I don't know, but, you know, it depends, you know? So that's what I'm saying. You know, you be together for 40 years, and every time she throws on that dress or something or a look she do, you just be like, that's all mine right there. That's all my, you know what I'm saying, men, women, get with me, get with me on this. So that's all I wanted to say. And also, it was one last topic I wanted to say. They did bring up the whole light skin versus dark skin thing, which is very stupid, but it's been a part of our culture because it was born in our culture from slavery and we've been brainwashed and now it's to the point it's so deep in our culture that it's fucking sad and I want us to get over that shit and stop saying the whole light skin versus uh, Darcy because that's very ignorant and and it looks bad on us as a people so stop doing that so one of the ladies I think she's still dealing with her her you know, issues that she had is as a man, you know, she referred to a man as a narcissist. And she said, no, I wasn't saying he was a narcissist. I just said he has narcissist traits, but she didn't really get to know him to say that. She just was going off of what he is, you know, and how he looks. And she has scars from that. And I think she just has to work on herself because it's not a light skin versus dark skin thing. And we shouldn't even do that because that sounds very stupid at the end of the day for so many intelligent people, so many beautiful people, all backgrounds to come and just base it on the whole light skin versus dark skin. That's stupid as shit. We sound dumb. Okay, so let's stop that. Let's uh, be more loving and that's what we need. And it doesn't matter what complexion you are. Just love, love, love. Embrace, embrace, embrace. Okay? That's all I have to say about that. So (laughs) moving on, you know, um, I don't know if I'm talking kind of fast. If I am, I'm sorry. (laughs) I just want to make sure I get some of my points out because sometimes I find myself forgetting things and then I'd be like dad I gotta record another day and talk about it and then when that day come I still forget so lately I've just been having topics written down or just jotted down in my my phone or my i you know no my tablet I ain't got an iPad but my tablet or something because I want to make sure I hit every point that I wanted to discuss so um yeah I mean I think all right now we're coming to the end of the show uh, <laughs> I wanted to say happy birthday happy heavenly birthday to Chadwick Boseman um you are a great actor I love your work and I'm just happy that um, I got a chance to see your work and still continue to see your work because I believe his mom's eight, uh, Rainy is coming out and that's starring 
um, Viola Davis is I believe you're in it so I can't wait to see that and I just admired your work I admired you as a person um, I never got a chance to meet you I did see you at the Sixers game and um, I regret it to this day y'all that I didn't get down there I didn't stay you know to to actually have the conversation because at the end of the day it was so many people crowding you and talking to you and pulling you all ways that I just was like oh maybe next time and um unfortunately I never got the next time to see you but I did admire you and I think that um we all miss you and I continue to pray for your family and friends and your loved ones and I hope that they're making through making it through their days and um happy happy heavenly birthday to Chadwick um yeah and uh I wanted to close the show out by saying that um in addition that uh just cherish everyone you know in life um and the awesome thing about it is memories and he left a lifetime of work like if you have children or grandchildren and You know, in the future, you could always say, hey, it was this great actor by the name of Chadwick Boseman. And he did amazing work. He was like one of the first black superheroes that we can really say was on the big screen. And this this movie did really big. And it was a whole it was an all black cast and black director. And it was just beautiful. And, you know, to show that to your legacy, like it's always going to be. A big thing so he left a true impact on this world and uh, that's an awesome thing that's an awesome thing and when you think about it you know whenever it's your time to go you always want I always wonder what would be said what would I leave for you know people to to still remember me and uh, the one thing I would want people to remember is that um, I was um, thoughtful, you know, um, you know, I don't, I don't think I'm perfect or anything, but I would want people who ever met me would, you know, get a good feeling, um, get love, you know, so that's awesome. And also, I, I, I wanted to quickly give a shout out to Roy Jones, too, because I did see him at the game, um, at the Sixers game, and he was so kind and nice. And I was like, Roy, Roy, turn around, Roy, I need a picture of you, because I was behind him. And I was like a couple rows behind him, and he turned around, and he smiled, and he, and he picked up the famous fist, and he took the famous fist picture. And um, that was really cool, cool and dope because he didn't have to do that. He didn't have to turn around, <laughs> but he did. And um, I appreciate that. But that's all I wanted to talk about, y'all. Um, thanks for tuning in. And I hope y'all all stay safe. And until next time, peace out.
so frustrated, y'all. I am so frustrated. This is my third time recording. I've been trying to record the whole day. (laughs) I've been trying to get it up the whole day. For some reason, it is not working, everyone. But we're going to hope for the best. Maybe the third time is, you know, the golden ticket. So how y'all doing? (laughs) No, How's everybody? I hope everyone's okay. Happy Friday to you. I hope that, you know, you're staying safe and, of course, wearing your mask when you're out here in these streets. I know your girl's been gone for a little bit. And, um, you know, I'm trying to make sure I, you know, become, you know, the podcaster that actually, you know, put up a podcast every week. You know, I try. Um, So because my schedule is a little hectic, Fridays, I'm off, so this will be a day that I can do it. So I'm happy to be back. I hope, like I said, all is well. I want to thank y'all for, you know, listening and tuning in. It's so heartwarming to know that people are out here listening to me and and enjoying my podcast, hopefully. And uh, I I really do appreciate y'all. But it feels good to come back on here and record. And I just hope that this recording gets you know uploaded and make it onto where you can hear so let's talk about it i want to first by say saying that mariah carey is the queen of christmas yes she is she is the queen of christmas um the reason i said that ever since i was younger now my family you know so uh didn't really celebrate christmas but I remember going into stores around this time and still being around and hearing Mariah Carey Christmas songs. And it used to always just give me a good feeling, put me in good spirits. And she was so about the holidays. And I really did like that, you know. Um, So it's great pleasure to say that Mariah Carey has came out with a beautiful video and song and guess who is on the song and in the video we have ariana grande and jennifer hudson and i'm like oh my goodness when you're talking about voices the ranges of their voice this is a great song you know i got to see a little glimpse of it on instagram and i'm like mariah carey jennifer hudson ariana grande this is beautiful. I am for it. Um, it sounds amazing. And, you know, big shout out to them because this is what we need. You know, we are here in 2020 and we all know it's just been madness. And to hear some good, cheerful music to get you in good spirits, it's always a good thing, right? It's always a good thing. So big shout out to them. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to state that, (laughs) but I'm here, I'm back, I'm ready to talk, you know, there's a lot going on, gotta first hit y'all with the NBA, and and of course, like I promised, the WNBA, uh, news that's happening, so, here we go, big shout out to Lonzo Ball, LaMelo Ball and LiAngelo Ball and the biggest shout out goes to LeVar Ball 
Let me tell you, LaRaw Ball should win Father of the Year. I mean, he got three sons in the NBA now. That is awesome. You know, some people may disagree about his approach to things and might find some things a little ignorant about the approach of it or what he say or how he say it. But at the end of the day, you got to give it up to him, right? I think he's a father that really cares, you know, about pushing his sons and getting them to where they want to go, their goals in life. And I mean, we all have an uncle that, that says some shit, you know, <laughs> who doesn't? I mean, he just in the more, he's just more in the public eye. But you can't, you can't take away from the man who believed in his children, you know, and, and that's what's up. So congratulations to all three brothers and the Ball family. Um, so Lonzo, you know, he used to play for the Los Angeles Lakers, but he was a part of that trade to bring over Anthony Davis. So now he's with the New Orleans Pelican. And he's doing great over there. He's doing fine. And um, LaMelo, who's the youngest of the three, he is—he just entered into the draft and he got selected. He was third overall in the draft. And he got selected by Charlotte Hornets, you know, for um, their team, you know. And I think that's a great fit for him, like a young player going on I think he could show his skills I think that's a great fit for him so congratulations to him but the big congratulations not taken away from any other ball brother is Leangelo now this is really big to me because if y'all don't know you know a couple of things happened that kind of you know went left with his his basketball career but it's so nice to know that he's able to get this opportunity that the Detroit Pistons are giving to him. It's not guaranteed, but it is one year. You know, he does, uh, I think, like, uh, he has to play with the G League, too, and also, but it's just a great opportunity that the NBA is giving him, and I'm pretty sure, you know, he will show his skills, and he will have to work hard and might have to work a little harder to uh, continue his goals in basketball, but that's awesome. And you got to understand, you know, these young men, um, they're still very young <laughs> and people make mistakes in life. And um, But this is awesome that he's given this opportunity. So I hope that he takes it and um, do his best. You know, that's all you can do. So big shout out to, to the Balls brothers and continue striving. I love seeing siblings um, achieve things in life and I, 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 friendly competition is always fun, but I don't like jealousy. You know, I don't like that jealousy. I like that um, whether, whatever you're at in life, I love seeing siblings actually be happy for each other and not worry about being jealous and, you know, you happy about what you do in life. So you might have a brother or sister that's into science and she and she loves it and he loves it and you might be into sports and he's in it and he loves it but y'all both support each other y'all both are happy with each other's goals in life and that's love right there I love seeing that um and that's special to me so if you have that embrace it and continue to embrace it because we live in a world where um you know, families are being tor- torn apart. And it's not because 
is because of stupid shit, basically, you know, it's because of dumb things, and we don't want to live like that, okay, so big ups to all the siblings out there, uh, keep loving each other, and doing the best you can, so moving on, uh, I got a text message, and I love morning text messages, as long as they're not morning text messages telling me off like, crazy bitch, you know, I <laughs> No, I I haven't got none of those. (laughs) But, um, so this morning, I already kind of knew some of the news, like with uh, Russell Westbrook (laughs) uh, being traded to the Wizards, Washington Wizards, uh, for, um, so they traded Wall, so Wall goes to Houston, and Russell Westbrook, why do I say... Why can't I just say Westbrook? Okay, Westbrook goes to Washington Wizards, which is very interesting to me because we know Westbrook is his own man. And that's one thing I admire about Westbrook. Westbrook is a point guard, <laughs> but he's a forward too. <laughs> he will intimidate whoever. He don't care. You know, I ain't never scared. You know, I like Westbrook. He's all over the place on the court. Uh... But you got to give respect to a man who is about that life. That is like, look, we're going to play. Are we going to play or we're going to play? <laughs> so this is going to be really interesting. Him with Bradley. No, I know that's his first name, not his last name. But I like calling him because he got a first that is a last name. First name that could be a last name. So, yeah, Bradley and Westbrook and, you know, and Wall, you know, wish you the best over there in Houston. I'm pretty sure you could bring what you bring. I'm just, you know, I think everybody is going to do something, you know, I hope. (laughs) But uh, also in the text, it said that uh, Harden wants to come to the Sixers. Now, Daryl Morey, I have to say, he is intriguingly, like, uh, strategizing, He's very into, he has a great strategy (laughs) up his sleeve, you know. He strategically knows what he's doing. He has his picks already, but we don't know. Uh, We don't know what's going to come, what's going to be the conclusion with it all. Uh, This is what the NBA do sometimes, let me tell y'all. Y'all like to play these games because the NBA preseason is about to start, and once things start getting closer for the season to start, that's when you're going to see a lot of movement. And it's going to shock us as fans because we're going to be like, what? You know, but that's what they like to do. They like to keep the shock factor up and us more intense than ever. So I'm going to be sweating probably for the majority of them. <laughs> I'm going to be like, wait a minute, who? Wait a minute, hold on, 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 hold on. You know, so it's going to be very interesting. So I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, I don't know. But I'm going to tell y'all something, though. Uh, I admire Elton Brand. We're going to get on to the 76ers now. Uh, we don't talked about, I guess, you know, a couple of other basketball players. But we're going to get on to the 76ers because let me tell y'all something. Brand, Elton Brand, I admire, I like, you know, your picks. But uh, the following season when you had another coach there, Coach Brown, I think y'all made a mistake. I understood what you was trying to do. 
But when y'all did that big contract, that trade over with uh, Al Harford, now Al Harford did what he was supposed to do. He tried to do what he's supposed to do, you know? Um, Y'all thought by doing that, because he played so well against Joel Embiid, that that's going to hurt the Celtics. But did y'all look at the whole grass of the NBA? You understand? Like, that to me, that bigger contract. Now, nothing against Al Harford. Like, hey, you deserve it. Get it, you know? But as a, if you have to look at it from a business point and as a team, like, I'm looking like, nope, we shouldn't have did that. So now, what you got on your hands is a whole bunch of foolery. Uh, he's over at... Oklahoma, but Oklahoma is like, uh-uh, this is a big contract. <laughs> you know, like the Sixers gonna have to figure out what's gonna happen. You know, because they try to I think at first it was gonna be uh how Al Harford going over to Minnesota. And I think we were supposed to get Beasley. You know, Beasley has a big contract too, but I think a whole bunch of shit going on personally with Beasley and all that shit. And I'm not going to get into it because I have respect for, um, you know, the legend Scottie Pippen and his family. So I'm not going to say too much about that shit because that ain't none of my business. But we didn't really need Beasley. So that didn't really that I could see that not working. Uh, But over in Oklahoma... Yeah, the Sixers, y'all got something on your hands right now. I mean, like, I think y'all should have, like, kind of thought that through. You know, I understood what y'all was trying to do, but I know Boston laughing. I mean, y'all got to understand the history of Boston and the 76ers. It's like this little rivalry that goes on. Uh, do y'all remember when we could have had Tatum and we picked, they picked uh, Fultz? And for a while, every time... Um, <laughs> Every time we had, like, preseason, all our rookies that were the were great players would get hurt, and they would be out for the whole season. <laughs> happened to Ben, happened to Falks, then Zaire. <laughs> that young man, Zaire Smith, is over at, um, he's over at Pistons, and I, and I hope for him the best, too, because, uh, unfortunately, he didn't really get to play, you know, with the Sixers because he got hurt. And then when he did, they didn't they didn't have room for him. And then he had to they sent him down to the G League to help develop more skills. And oh, it's just a mess. But um, yeah. So that's going on over there. But uh, let's get into some other news. Let's talk about it's still with the 76ers. Let's talk about who we do have. We have uh oh. I'll come back to that, the whole rookie thing. I'm just saying preseason, um, rookies that are on the 70s, do not play too hard. We need you, Mackie. We don't need you getting hurt during preseason. We need you, okay? So don't be playing hard because for a minute we was like, what is going on? Is it curse the 60s? Do not do that, okay? Do light trail, all right? But, yeah. So, speaking of players that have been in the NBA for a little while and came from a championship team, let's talk about Dwight Howard, okay? Big ups to Dwight Howard. We all know he signed a one-year contract deal with the 76ers. Now, what would this bring to the 76ers franchise? We will, it will bring somebody who could be a mentor, plus develop skills 
on the court that would help the 76ers out greatly. But they asked him advice, you know, about the whole 2-0. We don't say duo on these parts. We say 2-0 now. If y'all try to use it, 2-0, not the duo. We got 2-0, but it's duo. And the 2-0 with the duo, because we 2-0 with the duo. So, (laughs) basically, you know, he came from the Lakers, where they were the championships, you know, and uh, champions of the championship, the NBA championship. Um, And he was saying the dynamic duo, a.k.a. 2-0, is... um, Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Uh, so they were asking him, you know, some questions, and he gave his advice. So basically, comparing Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid relationship. What he noticed over at the Lakers is that Anthony Davis and um, LeBron James are. Uh, a great duo due to the fact that they had uh, a close relationship off of the court. So basically they were like brothers. So he said that they rode bikes together, they ate together, they basically talked, they hung out with each other. You know, they got to know one another and that kind of helped them on the court. And I start to think, I say, you know what? He might have a point, you know? But then also I was like, well, they was in the fucking bubble. Guess you had to get the <laughs> Me and my buddy. <laughs> Let me stop. Okay, anyway. But no, all seriousness, that is awesome that, you know, they they build that relationship where they kind of knew each other and it, and it kind of helped with the dynamic 2-0 duo on the court. And he was suggesting that because Joe and B and Ben Simmons are the faces of the 76ers, that they build that similar relationship. Now, as an all-time fan of the 76ers, and going to the game, and being very close proximities, meeting people, and seeing the players, and being up and close and personal to the play not personal, but close to the players, and seeing the whole dynamic, uh, I can't tell you if they have a relationship off the court. I could tell you that, you know, they follow each other maybe on social media. They congratulate each other uh, on, you know, um, moments in each other's life or, you know, like, I don't, I can't say if they are like truly like brothers, friends. Um, But I think he has a point because you got to think about it. All these years that those two played, uh, is a sometimes a disconnect on the court, right? So why not get to know each other off the court? I mean, y'all been doing this for years. Now I understand. Sometimes I don't want to hang out with my coworkers, and it is coworkers that I'm still friends with to this day. But at the same time, I think his point was get to know the person you're playing with because. You're going to be on the court. You're going to be with this person. How many games? They they shorten the, the season, but you're going to be with them for some months. And why not get to know each other? I think it would be pretty cool. Uh, I think they would have a little bit better understanding. I'm not saying y'all have to be brothers, 
but at least you kind of understand this guy and where he's coming from. Um, like I said, I'm just a fan. I can't tell you who's close and who's not close. You know, I, I don't hang out with these guys. I don't know these guys personally, but I think the white, uh, Howard has a better vision because he's in the industry and he be around these He's an NBA player, so he knows kind of the dynamic of things. So I think that's a pretty good point. I'll give it up to Dwight Howard uh, for stating that. Um, I hope, um, you know, we can... I Like, to me, I think um, he has grown. I do not get involved in, like, his personal part. Like, I think the media has uh, projected his personal life so much that you forget the player. And I try not to do that, try to separate it uh, where it comes to who he's dating, his family. I, I don't, you know, all I know is what he's showing and what he's talking about sounds pretty good to me. So big ups to Dwight Howard. Can't wait to see you out there uh, with the 76ers. But yeah, um, very interesting, you know, very interesting. Um, I want to say this, <laughs> Ben, <laughs> Ben Simmons, you know, um, you remember when he was in LSU? I mean, like, I think his favorite team was the Lakers. I think he was gravitating towards them at a point. Um, but he eventually ended up with the 76ers. And, you know, his skills are similar to Magic Johnson. And we see that. But I also like to make sure I put out there that he does have an individual originalness to himself when he comes to playing. His dad played, too. Um, so he is Ben Simmons. And he does great on the court. I'll give him that. But you know what I'm going to always say. You're going to have to start shooting. I don't care how many shooters we get. I want you to start shooting. But to get to my point also, imagine if, because I think Kobe was retiring when Ben was about to come in. I think I got to look back at the history. But just imagine if they, if we had, if, if the Lakers had LeBron, Ben, and Anthony Davis. Oh my goodness. I would become a, a guaranteed Laker fan. <laughs> you know, oh my goodness, that would be a beast of a team. Like, I mean, they already tough, but sheesh, those three? Man, that would have been crazy. But I'm glad we got Ben, but I do want you to start shooting, Ben. I don't care how many shooters we get, you're going to be taking those chances, okay? Uh, Joel, you know, y'all always say I'm so hard on everybody, but at the end of the day, I love my team. You know, I, I just want the best for the 76ers. And here's the thing. We can have as many great players on this team. We can have all the shooters, all the great superstar players on this team. But if we have all these players and we're not organized and we're not taking accountability and we're not figuring out who plays what, that's bullshit, you know? So I feel like if you want to get to pass the, you know, you want to make it past the first round of the playoff, you want to actually become close 
two champions or be a championship team, you have to change up a few things. And it, and it, and it goes back from looking about what not to do and it goes back to having a more open air to, to your surroundings and learning and practicing when even it's not practice. Getting to know your team, you know? I think it's very important. Um, so you can bring all the superstars in your, to your team, but that doesn't make it a superstar team. You just got all these known players that don't get along, that want to be selfish and do shit that doesn't make sense. So why do we want that? You know, uh, we got to have, you know, I'm thankful that we got Coach Rivers, you know. I'm thankful things are moving. I'm glad that we got Daryl Morey. I mean, I feel like we got everything being handed to us right now. And it's just you got to take advantage of it because do I have to go back to the whole Butler situation? No, I don't want to. (laughs) It makes my heart hurt. But at the end of the day, the 76ers are doing what they have to do. You know, I don't know the last outcome of who they're going to trade, who's going to stay, but, you know. And shout out to Pell. You know, uh, I did get a chance to meet him before, and I think Pell um, is very talented. He's young. I I think that um, the NBA has a jewel right there. Uh, I think that he will continue to be a great blocker in defense and do what he has to do. Uh, so shout out to him. He was a nice guy when I met him. Um, really cool and patient. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this picture look, you know, but very cool. Um, and I like to, I like, I like to, I like people who don't that are funny and just themselves you like you don't have to act you know and I think I feel for him he was just himself you know and I like that and and I and I know he will be doing great things in the NBA whether the Sixers you know keep him or not but he is a jewel and whoever if the Sixers don't keep him and whoever NBA team gets him they have a jewel right there so best wishes to 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 um noel pell novel pell yeah um so yeah so what else are we talking about right now what else are we talking about (laughs) um moving on yeah so we're gonna talk about the WNBA. what's the lady name lawfer Kelly Lawfer of the one of the co-owners of um what is it Atlanta Dream and she had the nerve to say to her players that we're not going to participate in the Black Lives Matter where you cannot use your platform platform to speak about any injustices that's happening your community with people that look like you now imagine someone telling you that you help make the money telling you that you can't have your freedom of speech. What the hell? Lady, if you don't go kick rocks, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Now, vice versa, if this was a young white woman who got killed and, oh, we must use our platform for that, right? So you t- telling people 
of color that play that you can't speak up for people that look like you. <laughs> you know, this is this is ridiculous. And um, it always take you back to that announcer who told LeBron James, who was stating to LeBron James, oh, go back on the court. You just here to play ball, not to voice your person. What kind of shit is that? And she still has a job? Like, I feel like the, the audacity, the audacity, uh, I'm so upset right now. Can't say this word. The audacity, you know, if I'm saying it right. Uh, the arrogance of it all, you know, I just think, who the fuck? <laughs> I mean, like, are you kidding me? <sighs> I feel like if you have a platform, you should be able to talk about the injustices in the world or the things that matter to you, you know? Um... I just think it's crazy. Um, I feel bad for the players because it's like, this is their job. But it's like, who the hell are you kidding? Are you kidding me? Like, no, I'm going to speak up. So I'm pretty sure a lot of people, I'm behind you. A lot of other folks are behind you. And I hope you continue to speak up and not listen to that damn ignorance of her. Um, It's just mind boggling. But then again, it's like, hey. This is 2020. Also, I want to talk about some good news in WNBA. Teresa Weatherspoon, congratulations to you. You have became, what, the eighth overall pick of women coaches in the NBA. You are the assistant coach to the New Orleans Pelicans. See, I remember Teresa Weatherspoon when I was a kid growing up watching the WNBA, and I'm like, oh my goodness, was she a player? She definitely was. So congratulations to Teresa. I'm liking the diversity. We need more of that. I love seeing women. Women can coach men just like men can coach women. So we should have more of that, you know, um, happening. In all sports, whether it's basketball, soccer, uh, football, baseball, training, boxing, you know, we should have that all the time. Diversity is very important. Um, So congratulations to Teresa Weatherspoon. All right. So um, I think that's all I have to talk about when it comes to sports, like now y'all understand this is a this is a podcast of random randomness. So yes, I might aim a lot towards basketball because that's a sport that I actually love watching. And you know, I used to play it. So I like sports, but I'm a basketball girl at the end of the day. Now I will report about other sports, you know, but you're gonna majorly hear about basketball. Okay? So moving on. I wanna give a shout out to my Aunt Faye, happy heavenly birthday to my Aunt Faye. She was the oldest um, out of my mom's siblings. Uh, my grandparents had 10 children, and Aunt Faye was the oldest. And my memories of her uh, was that she was a beautiful woman inside out, and she was funny and fashionable, and I just loved the way she talked, and every time she visited, and um, it was just she was just a beautiful person and I miss her. I think we all miss her and I just wanted to give a shout out to her. Also, I want to give a shout out to 
Jigga, Jigga, Jay-Z, happy birthday to you. Uh, you turned 51, that's a blessing. It's a blessing to meet any birthday, you know. Um, you have accomplished a lot in life, and I'm pretty sure you have more goals and, you know, things you want to accomplish. And the biggest of all, you know, you have your family and beautiful children and wife and people that love you. That's the most important thing, you know. And, and the thing with Jay-Z, he's so laid back. I wonder if his wife, Beyonce, is like, let's just throw him a surprise party or something. Um, but that's a beautiful thing. And I hope you enjoy your birthday. And whoever is a celebrating your birthday, and I, if I haven't mentioned you, I apologize. But I hope that you are enjoying your birthday, um, past and present, um, and stay safe. So, yeah, I wanted to do that for a minute. Um, also... Your girl has been just trying to get it together, y'all. So I hired, I went on TaskRabbit and found uh, somebody to come and hang up these damn mirrors because they've just been sitting here. And I'm not going to lie to y'all. I do not feel comfortable hanging up heavy shit. Like, I hung up, like, light shit in my, in my apartment, but not nothing heavy, so... Hopefully he can come and he hangs up. I mean, yeah, I'm paying him about an hour. He should be able to hang up all my stuff, you know. And uh, so I went through Task Rabbit. So he'll be here Sunday. And I might have to get him to come back because my guest room slash office, I still am kind of a little like up in the air. Like, what do I actually want on the wall? So, but I definitely know the things I do want on the wall for my, for my living room, my entryway, and in my master, in my bath, owner suite, you know. I'm not saying master bedroom, because, you know, whatever. In my bedroom, y'all. Um, so yeah, that's that. So hopefully everything goes well with that. Uh, what else is happening? I actually want to talk about some things. I do. I know December, I wish I could be more of a vlogmas. You know, I wish I could participate in that. Like the YouTubers, you know, record every day. But come on, it's me. We're not going to do that. I'm not, I know I just cannot um, meet those requirements right now. But um, I do want to at least record one day out the week and also I want to have more guests like I told you before in previous podcasts I would like to have guests and here's the thing see this is my baby so when I started it right now we're at 76 episodes (laughs) I can't I can't believe we're at 76 episodes already people um and this would be 77 and I just want to you know, I wanted y'all to get to know me a little bit. And I have so many different friends and people in my life that I would love to come on this show. Uh, I have people that is known and, you know, I have close friends. And some people's schedules just, some people don't want to do it. And then some people do. But I do have some people in mind. Um, I just got to figure out a few things and see how it goes. Uh, I don't want to impose on people who feel like you know I want it to come from a genuine place and I hope that it is coming from a genuine place when I invite them to my show but I do have a few people 
in mind. And I do have a few people that said they don't mind doing the, the podcast with me. So it'll be very interesting. You can hear other people, uh, you know, than me, you know, so and the group of people that I be around. And you're going to be surprised because we're every adult. <laughs> you will be surprised who I'm going to be having on my show. And, uh, yes, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. I hope you enjoy it. Um, that's going to be coming soon. Also, um, I still want to do giveaways, but I don't know who listens to me. I appreciate all you who listen to me, but I don't know who listens to me. So that's why I said if you can leave a voice message or hit me up on Instagram or something, just let me know who you are because I'm about giving. I, I, I really would like to do giveaways, but um, if I don't hear who listens to me, then I don't know who to give stuff to. So I just want to let y'all know that I appreciate everyone for tuning in, dealing with my madness. (laughs) I thank y'all so much. And I'm glad that I was able to come on here tonight and, um, you know, record. This is so awesome. So I'm going to leave it off like this. Thank y'all for listening to You're So Random, Tosh. Until next time, stay safe, have a great weekend, peace out.